start it off. Oh, but um bum. Yeah. <laughs> it's you got been it. so long. I almost It has forgot. been a little while. Yeah. It's been six months. Eighty seven years. <laughs> it's been eighty four years <laughs> since my ride on the Titanic. <laughs> it has been a little while, guys. Welcome uh, back welcome. to the Quality Time Podcast with Nick and Aaron. Mm-hmm. I'm Nick. And I'm still Aaron. Yes. And <laughs> well, actually. <laughs> oh, no, you're still, uh, you're somebody else. Are you an imposter? I'm two people now. Are you imposter foster? <laughs> she doesn't have my last name yet, guys. Don't get confused. But somebody does. <laughs> we'll get into that. And, and I got into that, too. Hey, nice. I can plot the sound effects now. <laughs> Woo! I've been practicing on my stream. Uh, yeah, it's been a little while, guys, since we did this podcast. I don't know. Has it been three months, four months, five months, six months? It's been a while. Yeah, Yeah, I think it was before Christmas. It's been so long that I actually have hair now. I know. But I don't have that much hair, but it's been so long that I literally grew out a lot of hair, shaved it off, and grew it back again. (laughs) That's how long it's been. It's funny. But how's it feel to have us back, guys? I have hair now. Yeah. I think I'm going to keep it. I know. It. I was just looking at that picture and then you oh, like. I got the beard too, <laughs> dude. The beard is flowing. This was me with the buzz cut and just a little stubble. You know, I kept the stubble going, but now it is a full on mange. Yes. And hair. Yes. You got hair all around. It's pretty awesome. You should see the, you should see the bottom, bottom half. I was like, what? Yeah. I got hair everywhere. <laughs> I had to trim it up today. Too much info for everybody, but you know. That's that's what guys got to do. You got to manscape. And I'm getting a little older now, so it's getting worse. <laughs> are you are you ready to be with a 40-year-old man? Yeah. In a few years, guys. I'm not that I'm old gonna yet. I'm going to get another but, one, and he'll be uh, 40. But <laughs> a 40-year-old man with LED lights in his room. That's a little too much, though. I know. You're not allowed to have colorful lights if, it's, uh, <laughs> if you're over the age of 30. That's the rule. Bullshit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so dumb. Uh, guys, none of you guys get my reference. These are all TikTok references. Anyways, this podcast is no longer about TikTok. You know why? Yay. Where's your cheering one? (laughs) Yay. You know why? Do you know why? Because we're supposed to be having quality time. Yes. Because I finally, (laughs) this might explain why I have not been on this podcast as much recently. And by recently, I mean the last six months. And by... He, he means we. Yeah. I mean, Aaron, Aaron definitely was happy for the break, but also she's been begging me no. to come back the yeah. last couple of weeks and I've been busy. I've been busy with a lot of things. I finally got my stream and my YouTube going yes. and I got banned from TikTok again. We won't talk about it. All right. <laughs> I got banned again. You guys can go listen to the old episodes. I'm back with a new account, whatever. It is what it is. Point is <laughs> this podcast was becoming way too dependent on talking about TikTok drama and we all know. No, this was supposed to be quality time with Nick and Aaron, yeah. not Nick talks about his terrible time on TikTok. <laughs> That's some alliteration for you. So what I finally that an automatopoeia. Uh, that's called alliteration. No. I literally just said it, oh. Aaron. No, it's not. It's not alliteration. Else. No alliteration. Mm. Terrible time on TikTok. Yeah, that's alliteration. Alliteration. Yeah. Hmm. That's when you have the, a lot of the similar sounding names and con- yeah. uh, sounds and consonants at the beginning. Onomatopoeia is when you have like buzz sounds like buzz. Like I buzz my hair with the clippers and it goes. Bzzz, yeah. And the word is buzz. You know, that's onomatopoeia. The word sounds like the sound. Oh, right. Like woof. Yep. Is like a dog barks and we call it a woof and it sounds like woof. That's onomatopoeia. That's dumb. Yeah. Well, that's the word. You brought it up. I figured you knew it. Jesus. We're, we're coming back after all this time. Anyways. And Aaron still is stupid. But she's beautiful, though. She's beautiful and she's glowing. Yeah. Which we will also explain in just a minute. My point is... I finally started all my streams and I finally, guys, follow my YouTube, Nick Foster Official, not just this YouTube that you're watching this on, but I finally can move all my TikTok drama and all my personal drama onto a separate stream and a separate channel that I don't have to bore Aaron with it all the (laughs) time. Maybe I won't yawn all the time now. I know. She's over here holding (laughs) it back already. I know. (laughs) But the 30 minute mark. That means we can finally use this podcast for what it was meant to be. 
quality time with Nick and Aaron. Yes. And somebody else. And Noah. What? Why what? are you telling me Noah? <laughs> Why are you telling me no right away? Noah. I prefer to say yes. Uh, <laughs> who's Noah? Uh, the little foreign object. It's little our, alien. It's our new guest. It's our new <laughs> guest star. Guys, so it's been so long that you guys probably heard what happened with our last announcement. If you go back and watch a few episodes ago, which should have been six months of episodes ago, but it was pretty much like, <laughs> like two, two or three episodes yeah. ago at this point. We're pregnant. Yeah. And by we, I mean, not me. <laughs> we got, we got, we're, we're, uh, we're expecting and mm -hmm. uh, we're much further along than the previous news. Yes. So we think... He's here to stay. We think he's going to stick around. And by he, <laughs> not to not to go ahead and assume his gender, but he is going to be a boy. Mm -hmm. And by boy, I mean he's going to have a penis and an XY chromosome. Yes. Right? Yes. So I don't know if that's correlated to gender, but I'm going to go ahead and say it, there, there's, a, there's a correlation there. <laughs> I think so. I think we can comfortably say he's going he's gonna to like sports and trucks and dinosaurs i mean girls like that shit too whatever yes, jesus yeah. okay we're not gonna fit the gender binary of uh gender roles in society but he is going to be a he yes he can wear a dress but he's still gonna be a he okay <laughs> that's the way it goes so exciting i know how do you feel about that i'm i'm really excited now now that i know that we're in the clear yeah, well, like we don't know. We don't, know. We don't know we're in the clear, but we feel pretty confident. Yes. Yeah. I feel good about it. I feel I good at the pregnancy. And though I wasn't feeling bad last time, but that period every week was questionable to me. Even every though, week? Uh, yeah, I was bleeding every week. Oh, in your first time. trimester? Yeah. Or in the last one? The last one. Oh, okay. But then they said that that can be normal, but oh, then okay. it ended up not being normal. I mean, I guess that was normal because... You know, miscarriages are normal. No, yeah. Yeah. They are, but. <laughs> but this time, didn't <laughs> have that. that. So I think we're good. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> this is sounding too much like my live stream, guys. Follow me on Twitch and YouTube, by the way, in case I didn't mention that already, <laughs> which I did, but I'm going to just keep mentioning it. So that way yeah. I can talk to somebody other than just Aaron all the time. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is good doing this again. I yeah, missed it. I missed it. I think a lot of people did miss it because they've been. When's when's quality time coming back? When's your podcast coming back? And I'm I like, I like, don't know. I never. We never talk. I know. I never get time with you. It's been six months since we talked. <laughs> <laughs> she literally got pregnant. I was like, okay, cool. Tell me about it on the podcast. <laughs> I'll be there at the birth. Yeah. <laughs> Let me know when that is. Let me know so I can charge <laughs> my phone because you know I'm making content out of that. I'm gonna make uh, my kid a star. Mm -hmm. We got a boy. We got a little boy coming. I know. She knows. <laughs> Are you guys catching the drift? Should we announce names on here? I don't know. Is that too much? You got to understand my audience still, you know. I guess they know the name now, but maybe we shouldn't be so specific. We'll keep the I middle mean, name to ourselves. Okay. We don't want somebody stealing his identity before he's even born. True. You know. <laughs> little Noah Foster. Yeah. Is going to be our boy. So cute. Noah. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we, we had picked this name out um, when we thought it was going to be a boy before. We had a girl name picked out and a boy name picked out. And I don't know why we settled on it, but we liked it. And we never... It, Nick and Noah. It has a ring to it, you know? Yeah. Nick and Noah. And uh, then we found out it was definitely a boy. And we're like, so are we set on Noah? And we literally didn't brainstorm <laughs> anything else. And we're like, I think it's Noah. I call him Noah. I'm just like, what up, Noah? I his, it. his it's name's so Noah. cute when you talk to my belly. Yeah. I love that. No, do you? I'm not talking <laughs> to your belly. I'm talking to my son, Noah. I know. Like, hey, <laughs> hey, Noah, get ready. It's this world's so a cute. crazy place, and I'm getting ready to teach you all about it. <laughs> but Noah Foster has a ring to it, mm -hmm. which means it's time to drink to my little boy. Yeah. Noah Foster. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. I mean, uh, you can't really drink. I know it looks like red wine, but 
cranberry juice. Guys, I got this beer at the beach the other day just so I could take a picture with it. It's Foster's Australian for beer, which I always remember the commercials when I was a kid. And I was like, oh, Foster's, that's like me. So when people were like, what's your name? I'm like, Nick Foster, Australian for beer. I used to say that all the time. Uh, Foster's is a terrible beer, by the way. It's well, a, it's a terrible beer, yeah. but it's an awesome name. Look at how strong that name <laughs> is. All right. So I'm drinking a Foster's for the Foster's. All right. That's what I'm doing today. That's a large beer. Too. It is. I just wanted to get one to like go to the beach and not have like a whole six pack. So I just got like one of these big ones, but a six pack and one. <laughs> yeah, it's two. It's a no, 24 ounce or something like that. Still. You know? Let's see if it can all fit in this cup. I think so. Oh, these cups are so good. It's been so long. You guys don't even see our new cups. Probably <laughs> in our last videos, we still had those old, terrible Bucks cups, which also happened while we were on this break. The Bucks won the Super Bowl. Hey, yeah. shout out Tampa. <laughs> all right. We can't overuse the sound effects. That's my that's my uh, little uh, gimmick for my live streams, guys. All right. Fosters for the Fosters. It's mm -hmm. a lot of foam. That Which is. throws me back, dude. It's so weird. I'm going to have a little boy. I remember when I was a kid, we lived in Ohio. I must have been four or five years old because yeah. we moved to Georgia when I was like six. Mm -hmm. Maybe, got, yeah, I was six going. I turned seven when I first moved to Georgia. So I must have been like five years old. We went to the Chuck E. Cheese mm -hmm. and my dad got a beer at Chuck E. Cheese. So I'm five years old and everybody got up and left the table. Chuck E. Cheese was the fucking shit back then. This was like in the 80s, you know, this was before there was anything to entertain you. So just seeing like the animatronics that give you fucking nightmares, you know, mm -hmm. so good. But my, they serve beer there, which is fucking crazy. You got parents getting drunk with a bunch of kids around. Like the eighties was a crazy time. I'm sure they still do that. Maybe. I don't know. I think so. That seems dangerous. That seems, all I know is not. You have to entertain the parents too. Yeah. Well, I agree. You got to get them in the door. So you got to get them wasted. But my dad got a beer. And I remember it was sitting on the table and everybody was gone from the table. Maybe they went to the bathroom or something. And I saw this foam because I just poured it really bad. I had all this foam at the top. And I was like, that looks so good. I thought it was like a smoothie or an yeah. ice cream or something. So I went to like sip it. Oh, and instantly no. it was like, ew. <laughs> Why does he drink That's that? That's whipped cream. And like. I told myself then, I am never going to drink beer. That is so gross. You definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say, didn't really hold uh, true. Yeah. It's almost like uh, you grow up and you, you acquire new tastes <laughs> that you never had before. <laughs> That's a cool memory. And now I'm going to have a little son. Who just in a, a few drink. years, he's going to sit, he's not going to have to sneak it. I'm going to get him fucking wasted if he wants to. Daddy, can I have your beer? Sure. Go ahead. <laughs> Tell <it>. me. Yeah. <laughs> take a big sip. Tell me how that is. <laughs> Gross. Yeah. You remember that. <laughs> and don't drink again until you're at least 14. All right. Come on. Grow up. Oh my. So crazy. And I don't know if it was, since we're talking about memories, I don't know if it was the same night, but this is a, this is probably why my dad hates me. He doesn't hate me. My dad loves me, but I did. This was one of the first memories of my dad getting really mad at me. Dad, if you're listening, I don't know if you remember this, but I remember it vividly. What is it? We, I shouldn't throw my dad out like this, but dad, I'm going to do it. Hey, we're all adults now. Okay. <laughs> we were at the Chuck E. Cheese. I don't know if it was that time, but obviously he drinks beer at the Chuck E. Cheese. We had a big family, you know, six kids mm -hmm. in a minivan. Plus my mom, you know, eight of us packed into a minivan yeah. living in Dayton, Ohio, driving on home from the Chuck E. Cheese. And I remember my mom and dad got very like sketchy about somebody behind us and was like, uh, were those lights or something? You know, they were worried about a cop. Yeah. And I remember I turned around and I was like, dad, they're behind us. And like pranked my dad and he got furious. He was like, don't ever say that again. Oh my God. How did Nick? No. And he was just so <laughs> mad. Right. Because I'm over here making him think like a cop was behind us and turned the lights on. Like, Oh, it's funny. Yeah. And he's drunk driving his entire family home dad and i never i never understood why my dad got so mad that i pretended there was cops behind us mm -hmm. because you don't understand when you're five years old oh, you're just yeah. like oh this is funny <laughs> and until i grew up and i was like my dad was drunk driving us all home 
And he was just worried about Terrified. getting a DUI. I'm sure yeah. he was. And of course, me being the asshole that I am, start starting my life off right because it's a trend in my life. Oh my gosh. Probably drove him fucking nuts. He was so mad. And I can understand why. Dad, I'm sorry for doing that. But also as a five-year-old and I'm a bit of a prankster and I thought it was a little funny ha-ha and I didn't understand <laughs> the complexities of trying to get home after getting a little drunk at the Chuck E. Cheese with your entire family in the car. But also, Dad, you should not be drinking and driving with your entire family in the car. But you you always got us home safe. So props yeah. to you, bro. And also easier said than done. I know. <laughs> like I'm one to talk. But I think I am pretty good at it. But I understand. We've all drank and drove before, allegedly. Mm-hmm. Luckily, now I have a permanent DD. <laughs> not permanent. <laughs> per- permanent for the next few months. So I can get as wasted as I want. It's great. Mm-hmm. Um, so much fun. Yeah. So fun being sober. I know. She loves it. What? You said you weren't craving any beer. So that doesn't mean like it doesn't mean I want to do it forever. It's fun being around super drunk people. It doesn't mean I want to take care of you, Nick. (laughs) Oh, such fun memories. I can't wait until I have a son who drives me fucking crazy. Like I did to my dad. (laughs) Sorry, dad. I love you, dad. Oh, here he is. (laughs) (laughs) He's growing. (laughs) Give it a couple years. Yeah. So Noah Foster mm-hmm. is on the way. Yeah. So how we found out that I was pregnant mm-hmm. was I woke up one day from a dream. She has these dreams all the time. Yeah. And they always seem to be right. It's so crazy. So Because you knew it was dream, a boy too. Yeah. I guess we'll get so, to that. Yeah. So in this dream, I'm in the woods and each section of the woods, I have to do a separate like ritual. So this baby will stay this time. And then I woke up, looked at my app, my period app, and I was one day late. And usually my period is always on time. And I told you, and I was like, I think I'm going to get a pregnancy test. Like, I don't know. I had this dream and now it's just one day late. Like something must be going on. I wasn't, I knew right then. I was like, of course, of course. Cause you got to understand I, we didn't try for the first pregnancy. It just kind of happened. And yeah. it, it was a shock yes. and it took us some getting used to, and it was overwhelming and we had to figure out what we we're going to do. Yeah. And obviously we we're going to keep the kid. But I was very happy. But this one then was I got like, super attached to the idea of yeah. like having a kid. And then obviously the miscarriage happened mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, whatever, move on with life. And you were very, you know, yeah. had to deal I was, with it. Yeah. Emotional about it, which is totally understandable. Mm-hmm. But the second time it was like, for me, I wasn't even like, Oh, this is shot. I, as soon as you said that, I was like, yeah, go get a pregnancy test. Of course you're pregnant. Like, of course we weren't planning to have a second one. Like we weren't like trying to, No, no. but I was just like, of course it happened again. So I was thinking if anything, like, Oh, if we want to in June, then we can yeah, have one. Cause I didn't want to be super pregnant over the summer. Well, guess what, Aaron? Guess what? Oh gosh. This is going to be a rough She's summer. already super pregnant. Yeah. And it's already pretty hot. Mm-hmm. So get strap in. Out. Just sit inside with the AC on. You're fine for the rest of forever. That sounds awful. What? All of a sudden, it's forever. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, she woke up. She had. She was a little late on her period, and she had a dream. Mm-hmm. And uh, her dreams are oddly accurate because she had a dream about the miscarriage too. And yeah. she woke up, and she literally bleeding. had one that day. Okay. It wasn't that. Day. Well, it was like you started worrying and then it was like the next couple of days it was confirmed. Yeah, it was crazy. It was a while. It was a little bit after it. But yeah, it started. I'm pretty sure that day that I had the dream about it. Yeah. So when you more. said that, I was like, OK, yeah, you're definitely pregnant. Go get the pregnancy <laughs> test. She comes back. She she pees on the stick. She's like, I can't look. I can't look. She goes out. And I was like, OK, I, I know it's there. We I wasn't even shocked. a dollar test again. Yeah. Don't don't handy waste money. Dandy dollar tests. Go to your dollar store go to your it save works. a lot it's great it was accurate you have to use a little dropper though you have to like pee in a cup and then use a dropper and drop it in but no not me i could pee all over uh, that stick i'd make it happen it's not a stick whatever i could aim perfectly into that little hole because i'm blessed <laughs> with being a boy just like my you can't son do too will. much it has to be three little drops oh yeah i'll give it 10 drops how about that It'll what's overflow. gonna happen oh yeah what's gonna happen then it's gonna say we have triplets okay <laughs> 
So she gets the stick and then she yeah. pees on it or drops on it, whatever, and then uh, leaves the room. She can't look at it. She's nervous as hell. I know. Because they're soon. super fast, too. The, the ones there are super fast. They know immediately. They're not the ones that are like three minutes, like, oh, we'll tell you in three minutes for the suspense. Yeah. This is like it pretty much once it starts going over, you see that little line there, a little fade, and you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> or you're like, oh, yay. Yeah. Or you're like, I don't know how to feel. For me, I was like, I'm going to go in there and she's pregnant. Like, I had no doubt in my mind. I was like, of course. I mean, whatever. And then she was yeah. like, what, what is it? And I was like, what do you want it to be? Because I already, I was like, of course. I go and I look in and as soon as I look, I'm like, yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I knew that was going to happen. No. It was such a difference from the first time where I was like, oh, my God. What are we, I cannot, but you know, it was overwhelming the first time it took like, I was silent. Go back and listen to the episode. I mean, I was silent for 20 minutes. You didn't know what the fuck I was thinking. This time I was just like, yep. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Whatever. I already, I already thought about having a kid this whole time. (laughs) And then we had the issue and then Uh. it's like, okay, just get, we just delayed it a little bit, whatever. (laughs) It's just like, we, we got a few extra months. And then you come in, we you're like, fertile as fuck. First notice, of all. notice how it's as soon as I stop smoking weed. Yeah. I'm telling you, this is related to weed. Every it's a known thing or, uh, you know, people say it lowers your sperm count when you smoke a lot of weed. Mm-hmm. And I was an avid smoker every day for years, Yeah, you know, many years and literally we we went through that pound of we had a pound of weed here for, yeah. and I smoked on it for fucking <laughs> two years or something. <laughs> Finally ran out and I just never got more. I was just like ah whatever. And I haven't really smoked weed set. I mean I maybe like a couple times, Every but now and then, yeah. very very little. Yeah, just whatever. Don't care. And um, that's right when we got <laughs> pregnant. And then and then I haven't smoked weed still. And then boom, we got pregnant again. And I'm like. All these things in my past, things, what, what am I talking All these women in my past <laughs> never got a girl pregnant. And I mean, I was safe most of the time, but I made some mistakes here and there where mm-hmm. it was like, she's fine, I'm fine, you know, whatever. And it's always like, how have I not gotten a girl pregnant by now? Yeah, I and, mean, most girls too are on birth control. Well, I hope so. Yeah. Or or they just raised my baby and I don't even know. And I'll find out when, I'll meet him when he's 20. <laughs> hey, son. Don't love you, don't care about you, but cool. Glad you made it through high school. Oh my I, gosh! What? I don't have to care about somebody I never grew up with, like I never knew when he was. If the par- if if his mom doesn't care enough to tell me, mm-hmm. he's just. I mean, obviously I'll be like, "Yo, what up?" But it's yeah. like, I mean, you can't force love. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I got to get to know the kid first, and now he's probably a grown adult. Who fucking knows? Anyways, yeah, I, I don't have a kid. Okay, I have one kid on the way, and it's with you. Uh, yeah. Um, what was I saying? What was I saying right before? Went off on a tangent. Yeah, about, oh, how have I not gotten a woman pregnant by now? And as I, I'm really like, I'm pretty sure I was just smoking a lot of weed. So mm-hmm. guys, you want some male birth control? Just smoke a blunt every day. But also don't take that advice because who knows? Like, <laughs> and always, then they're over here just like And always let her pregnant. on top because then gravity does its work. Isn't that how it works? Totally. <laughs> Okay, don't take my medical advice, but I don't think it's a coincidence that because even with you, we never wore condoms this entire time. No, but I was also on birth control. I mean, then I not for a while. Yeah, we we had sex many times with you off birth control. Yes, but it was literally like a month or two after I stopped smoking weed every day. Was that? Yes, it was Mm -hmm. like very quickly after, and then it was like boom. Wow. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's related. (laughs) It's related. So anyways, don't smoke weed kids. Do smoke weed kids. Take that how you want. <laughs> My point is, yo, Noah, I'm going I'm to show you how to smoke some blunts and keep you from getting some girl pregnant when you're in high school. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Daddy, what do I do? First, get condoms and also hit this blunt, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Which also helps because it'll probably make him paranoid like it does me sometimes to where I'm oh, not yeah. social and then I won't get laid because I'll just be that high stoner kid. <laughs> I think that probably saved me a lot too, because you know, when I don't smoke weed, I'm fucking super social. But when I smoke weed, I'm like, just leave me alone, dude. I just want to vibe. <laughs> I want to listen to music and just stare at the sunset. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, he's so mysterious, but also I'm not going to sleep with him. <laughs> Great. 
That, that's good birth control too. Yeah. Um, it's perfect. Yeah. So then after finding out, um, like a month or two later is when I had the dream about it being a boy. Yeah, which is crazy too. You yeah. were so right about that. Yeah, I like, um, I was just, I, I had a dream where I was just holding a baby and it's like, it's a baby. You can't tell what it is by its head, you know, but it felt like a boy. And then I had told you that and I was just like, you know, later on you were like asking me about it. Like, do you still think it's a boy? This or that. I was like, but that was just like, it was so soon into the pregnancy that I was like, how can I already know? Like, I, th I think it'd be more closer towards when we would find out through an ultrasound and stuff. Cause like, does the baby even have like a, a gender yet or things? No, even there? he'll tell like, us his gender when he's 18, <laughs> Aaron. You, you think a penis is related to a baby's gender? They're not even related at all. Totally not at all. <laughs> Shout out to our fucking <laughs> announcement video. That was pretty great. That was awesome. If you haven't seen it on TikTok or on my Instagram, you go should. check it out. It yeah. was funny. It's a good one. Uh, yeah. Um, but then, yeah, I had that dream. Yeah. And then we found out it was a boy. I know. Spot on. Should I tell them that story? Or is that bad? What? To say my, my perspective when all that went down. You, Aaron doesn't even listen to me. She doesn't even know me. For all of it. When we found out the gender. Oh, oh, yeah. You can go ahead, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Noah's going to listen to this sometime. I know, but that's fine. So I found it really, really interesting. And I don't know why it was. And I don't feel that way now, okay? Mm -hmm. But when we first, because we sent the email to your mom when you got the gender. Yes. And then sent so it to your mom. So I did a blood test to see, find out uh, my risk for autism or him for autism and or it for autism at the time and during that blood test they can also tell what the gender is yeah. so that's how we found out mm -hmm. yeah and so she sent the she got the email and she did she wanted results. to have a surprise so she sent it to her mom so her mom could make the cupcakes you know the mm -hmm. the cliche old is it blue? Is it pink? Because we all know pink <laughs> is for girls and blue is for boys because we support the gender binary and gender <laughs> norms in society. And so we go to our mom's the next day to get the cupcakes and we walk in and I'm like, oh, is it going to be a boy or a girl? And I was hoping it was going to be a girl, mm -hmm. right? And I talked about this on the last podcast, but I didn't know what I thought it was going to be. And I wasn't, I didn't think I really cared. And I was just putting it out there. And we go in and we see the cupcakes and she's like, so take a bite and see what you think and what do you find out what it is? And I'm like, it's a boy. I can see the blue. <laughs> like I'm looking through the, like, there's no surprise here. Mary, great attempt. I know. But also she it, tried. It, like the second I walked in, I was like, oh, it's a boy. I know. <laughs> it's a boy. And I was surprisingly down about it. Yeah, like, it yeah. hit me a weird way, and I, I don't can feel that. That's why when I, I saw that too, did. I didn't I even like did. get excited or anything because I was just like, "Oh my gosh, he's." And like, it shocked me how much way. I was like, "Oh, I really was kind of thinking it was a girl." Yeah, and I never expected I would feel that way because I didn't think I care. And I don't know why that is. I think I just had it in my mind, mm -hmm. but it was a mix of emotions because I also knew we had this pregnancy before yeah. and you had the dream it was a girl and everybody thought it was a girl and I thought it was a girl and then we had the miscarriage and I was fine with it but then I started thinking like did we have a girl and then we had a miscarriage and we buried our little girl in the backyard so like you didn't really mourn for yeah the, I never did yeah because you weren't attached on. to it you didn't really know and like but it was inside me and so yeah. I definitely felt it more and I had to go through the experience and stuff. Um, so you were then mourning the loss of the last child. And it then, all hit me it, at yeah, once. And yeah. I just realized was, like, yeah, I don't know. I just never had it in my mind. It was going to be a boy, even though I want a boy, mm -hmm. but I just had it in my mind. It was a girl. And then it just like, right when I saw it was a boy, I had this feeling of like, like somebody died, you know, like, you know, I, I think it ties to my sister, you know, I haven't told all the story, but my little sister died a few years ago. And, uh, you know, it, it, there's a lot of weird emotions of like a little girl dying, you know, yeah. like a young girl dying. So I don't know. It hit me this whole weird way and I did not know how to process it. And I was shocked. I was like, why do I feel this way? Like, yeah. especially most dudes are like, 
I want they a son, want, yeah. you know? Like, yeah, it's a fucking boy. And I was like, oh, man. But I, I, it was just a mix of emotions from other things. And honestly, like, the next morning I woke up and I was so... I'm so on board then with the boy. Were, Noah, yeah. don't listen to this when you're older and be like, oh, he's, he wanted me to be a girl. It has nothing to do with you, dude. Now you understand why you're wearing dresses right now. <laughs> I know. This is why he is going to end he up being. He keeps calling you she. <laughs> he is. They're like, what if he turns out to be trans? Finally, I got my girl. That's my girl. No, no, you're going to be a fight. Like, here's the thing. It actually terrifies me to have a boy more. For some reason, I just felt like if I had a girl, like a girl is easier for me. They're going to love me. They're not going to have to, like a boy is going to be a reflection of me. Mm -hmm. You know, there's so much more in my eyes that could go wrong with a boy. And I know you feel the opposite. Yeah. You feel like a girl probably because you know the struggles that girls go through. Mm -hmm. But I just feel like I would be a great father figure for a little girl. <laughs> TikTok's laughing their ass <laughs> off right now here and that. But you guys don't fucking know me, so fuck you. No, yeah. Uh, sorry, mom. I think you'd be a good girl, dad. <laughs> yes, I would fucking love my little daughter. But also, I'm going to love my son. Noah, oh, yes. I already fucking love you, dude. I love you. But also, I'm terrified because I just see it as like, Oh, he really needs me as a role model. Whereas, like, I don't know. It just feels like it'd be easier with a girl from my perspective. And it's like uh, daddy's little girl. Yeah. She's just going to, you know, whereas, love like, me so you know, much. I love so my. He's going to, too, of course, but. Yeah. It's different. He's going to love me more. But I'm, I know. She was excited. <laughs> Noah, she's so fucking excited for you, dude. She's so excited. I, yeah. She's going to be so I'll cute. I'll be such with you. a good boy, mom. She, yeah. And here's the thing what you don't understand. I mean, you, you probably, when you listen to this, you'll be old enough. But also, my mom always told me, because she had a bunch of kids, she was like, girls are just attached to their fathers mm -hmm. and sons are attached to their moms. And I get it. I was a mama's boy. I fucking yeah. love my mom. I was terrified of my dad. Dad, you scared me, bro. <laughs> you scared me. And maybe that's what I'm scared about is like, I feel like I'll be tougher and more stern with a son than with a daughter. We're like, you know, and so I don't want to be that, you know, mm -hmm. I don't want to be that, but I think I will be that. Why? Do because you I do hold a different standard for boys than girls. Mm. I mean, I, I want my son to, to flourish as a man in the world. And I don't think babying him and, and coddling him is the right path. And we, we talk about this and it's like that we have to find that right line. Of course, boys have to have their emotions and be able to be, have somebody they can count on. Yeah. I hold you. I see Shut you holding up. back those yawns. <laughs> see, it's, it's shit. We're, we're to do it quality time and she's still doing it. No, I know. It's just late. It's tonight. okay. It's okay. And I was at the pool all day. Yeah, no, I know. I hope you had fun. <laughs> it was nice. I don't know, man. I guess I'm just scared because I think of all the things, all the trouble I got into and all the things that could have gone wrong in my life mm -hmm. and how much it matters that like I protect him, but, but teach him yeah. and, and so many teach him how to like achieve his, his like potential as a man, which it, I think is just so much harder for a boy than for a girl because boys have it. I think boys have it harder to actually become fully flourished as a man. Whereas girls, it's kind of handed to you. No, it, it's not that it's all girls not. want it. Yes, it is. Yes, it is, man. It is. No, you cannot. You, you don't know the struggles that boys feel their entire life. You can only talk about your experience, well, that's which why. is fine. That's why don't I feel that. Don't bring girls into this. You can just talk about guys and talk about your internal struggle and your outside I struggle. I know girls have struggles, too. But do not too. act like you know what it's like to be a woman and to grow up as a girl in this world. I you know. You do not know that. And you don't know what it's like to be a boy. Exactly. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you that girls have it harder oh, i would never okay. say that i'm not okay let's not bring it up to that but exactly. i am saying that's that's what weighs on it's my perspective hard for guys to grow up in this world sure that's what you can it say. is hard yes, there's there's so that. much the amount of things that men want to feel and want to achieve as a person mm -hmm. but society shames them for uh, ridicules them for shuts them down for and how making one wrong move can ruin his life forever. Whereas girls don't really have that problem. They have that problem. Of course, if they do something that injures them or gets them into a life threatening situation, of course, tra mm -hmm. traumatic situations, of course, but 
they're not held to this societal standard that men are that you will you make one In a different wrong. aspect I don't know. Yeah, I agree. They're slut shaming things. I know. I know. I get you saying. Yeah, but yet I. Then why do I feel like it would be so much easier to raise a girl? Because you're not a girl and you don't know what it's like. But I think I could. Well, whatever. (laughs) I mean, it is what it is. I'm. I'm. I'm on the path of we're we're having a little boy. It's gonna Uh. be fucking awesome. But I'm also like, I want him to be able to experience the things I've experienced and more. Mm -hmm. But also, I'm like. But what if he gets in trouble? What if he does these things that like could have ruined my life? Yeah. And I was just lucky that like. And that's oh, why I think it's because you don't have the experience of a woman. I know it is all. And you just it's have very, this yeah. whole like, in a sense, like fantasy of what. No, it it's is. just we have our own perspectives, and you're yeah. right. I see him as and a reflection of myself, and I see a daughter more as a reflection of like my little sister or some, you know, it's like a woman in my life mm-hmm. that I can help and guide and protect, yeah. but I'm not going to view as like Do myself. You think, yeah. And so like what you mold him into in a sense, do you feel like that is then like a, yeah, like the reflection of you as a man too? Like if you raise this kid who is just, you know, opposite of what you want do you feel like then you'll have failed as like no no i'm not viewing him as like he has to be what i want but Mm -hmm. i view him as he is going to want the same things i want and i want that for him Mm -hmm. and i know how lost and afraid do you feel that that's where your responsibility yeah i don't want him i don't want him and for a girl you don't feel like that's your responsibility it's just like more just guidance it'd be easier as the guidance yeah like i feel like that's how it'd be for me if i have a girl and then it's like i've been through a lot of shit in my life and like i don't want her to have to go through the things that i went through and if she does it's like that would hurt me like why didn't i give more or tell her more or protect her more from these things. And now she's experiencing this that I don't wish on my worst enemy, Mm -hmm. you know? And so it's like, so that's why with a boy, I'm like, okay, well like they won't really go through that. Like they can't through all these other struggles that you can't even imagine. Exactly. And so that's why I can provide guidance and I can provide this other path of what I think, because I'm looking more from the outside in and I can, give the guidance that way. It's like, you know, from experience, that's why it's much more personal for you, much more deeper for you, which is how it would be for me with a little girl because, Oh, you were raped. Like, Oh shit. I know what that, you know, is and stuff. And so it would be like a totally different thing, you know, rather than, I don't know. No, I see what you mean. I don't know. I know what you mean. (laughs) My uh, my audience right now is like, what, Aaron? And you let Nick make these jokes on TikTok? <laughs> I think Go. your things were funny. Thank you. And I'm not making <laughs> fun of people's personal traumas. No. Jesus. You guys are so twisted about what I do. Yeah. Like, I don't wish that on anybody either. I fucking love women and I yeah. want them to be safe and I would never do that to somebody mm-hmm. and I would never, and I don't want, that's, that's what, I, that's what I'm afraid with my son too, because I can see how many times men can get villainized or literally just young boys who are literally just trying to figure out how to date and have sex and fall in love and get the affection of a woman and figure out how to feel like a man and yet they make one wrong mistake and they're a rapist when not most boys are not trying to victimize women they're just trying to figure themselves out too but they Mm -hmm. make a mistake and it's all on them but when a girl makes a mistake it's like she's a victim you know and that's what i'm terrified it's like especially with my Mm -hmm. with my whole um persona on TikTok. Somebody's going to be digging up my old jokes and be like, oh, he trained his son to be there. And it's like, and then that even more puts pressure on me. Like I got to make him a good man. Yeah. And I got to, but there's such a, is good, two good role models. Well, my, the reason I was so able to be quote good because I was, I mean, I was bad in my own ways. It was more like I did pranks. I was an asshole and all this, but I never victimized women because I never like got laid. I never got girls. And I always was kind of shy and timid, you know? Mm -hmm. So it was only, but I felt frustrated about that my whole life. I wanted to. And if I was the popular kid in high school, then I might've like gotten girls in high school. And then it would be easy to be like, 
make a mistake where like, oh, we got drunk at a party and he made out with me and then the regret sex or any of these number of things that men do have to deal with, I would never have actually victimized women, but it'd be easy to point the finger. But because I never got laid and never did anything with women, I, I just skated through where it's like, I don't have those stories, mm -hmm. but I, I don't want my son to have the frustrations that I had of like, I want to get girls. And if I teach him to get girls, that then opens up the possibility that a girl could point the finger at him and say, you did something bad. Whereas he, from his perspective, I know how I felt at that age. And it was just, I want to find love too. Mm -hmm. I want to feel affection and I feel happiness and goodness. And I want to experience it and share it. And it, there's no evil negative feeling there, yeah. but you fumble, you make mistakes mm -hmm. in that process of learning that. But all of the fault falls on the man. And the girls are always the victim in society. And that's where I'm like, it's such a fine line of like, how do I teach him to be confident and comfortable and, and able to like get what his desires are while also not crossing the line into becoming a villain, yeah. you know, because it can be pointed that way, even if he's not. You know, mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just, it's such a complex thing where it's like a girl is mostly like just protect them from becoming a victim, teach them how to look out for these red flags, teach them how to fight back, mm -hmm. teach them how to recognize situations before they're there. Yeah. And got, you know, so to me, it's like half as difficult as with a boy, because you have to do that where you're teaching them the same things, but that they are the villain in the story. Yeah. They could be painted as the bad person. Yeah, I get so that. they have to look out for those red flags, but they're the red flags, yeah. you know, it's just, it, it's another level of, of complex. Mm -hmm. And plus all the other things of just being a man and in the things that I remember as a kid that I felt, and I want to give my son the best, you know, advantage into not feeling that. So he doesn't have to spend the first half of his life just figuring out how to like, be himself, you know, mm -hmm. and instead can use that time to actually be himself, figure himself out and then grow. Cause I felt very stunted most of my life because I didn't know any of this until I was like old enough to know this until yeah. I experienced a lot of this stuff. And that's why you'll have this wisdom to pass down. I hope. And then yeah. we'll have plenty of years while there's still like a kid and stuff to, you know, set a good example and show them the ways and then be able to talk to them and get that relationship with them where it's very open and honest and they can come to you and they understand and they can, you know, watch you and learn from you and all these things. Yeah. They're going to watch my TikTok and be like, Oh, okay, dad, that's how you do it. Dude, this is what's so crazy about this versus my TikTok. Uh, it's just like people watching this are like, what is he talking? He He's a fucking asshole and yeah. a terrible person. It's like, no, no, no you don't understand. I'm, I'm going to, I really want to raise him to be a good man he and is. to be so comfortable in himself <laughs> and be a good person, but never be in a position where just the mistakes of his friends or the situation that he's in or being at the wrong place at the wrong time. Because I just think of all the times that could have like, ruined my life yeah. and it was close to so many times and it was just the luck of the draw that it didn't mm -hmm. and it's like but i understand that you know yeah while also i have to also not become the dad that's like yelling at him and punishing him for all these things because i'm trying to protect you know it's such a delicate balance i know i have to understand <laughs> those situations while protecting him from those situations but not making him the bad guy in this situation, it's just, it scares me. You yeah. Know? I think the fact that you think about all this and worry about this, I think makes you more equipped for this job than like 70, 80% yeah. of the people out there who have kids already or are going to have kids. Cause they don't think about this stuff. And they're just like, you know, a lot of people are too busy. And that's the whole thing too, of like, yes, you're like busy and working and stuff like that, but you're still going to put in time with your kid and like help them and teach them. And you're not going to have that. Yeah. Just relationship with them where it's less like that's shut why, up and don't talk to that's me. That's why like, I hope just do this <laughs> that he is like me. And I, I don't feel like, Oh, he has to be into the things I'm into. Like I'll, I'll I hope I can just recognize what he's into and help 
drive him in those paths, yeah. you know, and I think that's the way I'll approach it. But I also do believe like most, it's not a coincidence. Most kids are into the things that their parents kind of put them mm -hmm. into, you know, like yeah. it's like that, that's what happened. Like you look at my, like Landon, my nephew. Yeah. He's like, he's into the stuff my brother put him into and yeah. he's good at, you know, it's like get him into stuff. And what am I into? I'm into content and, and technology and video and art and storytelling mm -hmm. and uh, um, uh, social interactions and all these things. And I'm probably going to get it in movies and roller yeah. coasters, whatever it is. I don't think it's going to be a shock that he's probably going to be into a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Is he going to find his own things too? Of course. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, I hope he's into the stuff that I am. So that way I can help give him a head start mm -hmm. on the things that like I was lost most of my childhood. I mean, you got to understand I was I was born in the 80s. So there was no Internet. There was no Google. There was no mm -hmm. anything. And my parents were great parents and provided for us. But they had a big family and that we had a bunch of kids who had different interests and stuff. So they couldn't give special attention to me versus anybody else. So they just kind of like treat us, as, us all mostly as like the kids, you know, mm -hmm. we're a block, but we all had our own individual needs and our own individual things. And I just remember feeling lost all the time. I didn't know things that I wanted to know. I couldn't ask anybody because they were busy and they didn't know the answers to a lot of things I was thinking. And yeah. I, and, and there was no, I had no mentor. Go to the library was the way you <laughs> did it. It wasn't, it wasn't until Google <laughs> came out in, in 99, 2000. And yeah. I was already like 15 years old <laughs> when I could learn the mm -hmm. thing. So Think of all that time wasted that it took me. And then that put me on a path of like learning how to socialize, learning how to like make friends, learning how to get girls. That was kind of what started when I did that. Mm -hmm. Learning about like philosophy and religion and history and all these things that I had never really like figured out because all the adults just lied to you. You know, go to church. You can't ask people at church about real life philosophy and history. They just say God did it. And it's like, okay, but I don't, feel that's true. Mm -hmm. And who do you ask? You know, there was nobody to ask. Yeah. And then within those couple of years, that's when I kind of learned how to like become a programmer and do all these things that like got me on this different path. And it's like, but I wasted a lot of time. It was like my mid twenties before I even like learned how to code. What if I learned that when I was 15, how yeah. much more time could I have had to become an expert, build a business, learn about money, learn about investments. That's one thing. Like, look at all these books right here. This is what I've been up to these last, I've been reading all these books. <laughs> this is blockchain and investment and all these different things. Yeah. Because I'm like learning now a lot of the things now that I'm in a more financially better place than I was obviously in my twenties, mm -hmm. but what if I had learned all, you know how important it is to invest money when you're super young? Nobody told me that. Nobody told me that. My parents told me to save money. Yeah. That's the worst advice ever. You don't just save, you don't put money in a savings account. That's, that's, you have to learn how to invest your money. But my parents lived in a different time and they were dealing with, the, they were dealing with providing for the family mm -hmm. and dealing with their company stuff and, and, and financial issues. And they had a different philosophy about money. And, yeah. but all they ever told me is just save your money and don't go into debt. And I made all those mistakes. I did go into debt and I didn't save money and I never, but the best advice would have been to put money into investments, learn how to make investments at a young age so it can compound. And when you're my age, that money would be something substantial. Mm -hmm how much wasted time, you know, so things like that, where I'm like, I think I will definitely be able to teach my son. I hope yes. he's interested in the things that I am. Mm -hmm. So that way I can be like, Oh, you want to be an engineer. You want to be a coder. You want to be a content creator. You want to be a comedian. You want to be an investor, whatever it you is. You want to be a zookeeper. Sure. I mean, that's up to you. I mean, <laughs> maybe he'll take after you and that, that will be that. And I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. But whatever it is. Yeah. I'm going to at least get them thinking about how to be a zookeeper and be successful at that yeah. at a very young age, instead of like, just go to school and just save your money and you'll figure out what you want to and just get a good job. No, it's yeah. like, and what? of course it has to all be age appropriate. Cause I remember my dad was big. He was, a, he went into invest, like 
he would do all of that, yeah. the savings, investing, this or that. And you didn't care. And he wanted me to read Rich Dad, no, Poor my Dad God. when I was like freaking 11 or something. Yeah. And I hated reading. Uh, me too. And so I'm just, gonna, oh. you're going to give me this big ass book of something very. Yeah, <laughs> I no, I, that's what I'm read. saying. I read all these books now. <laughs> if you had told me to read a book He's in like, high you school. You have to read this stuff like blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you, you got to get into it so on your what? own. Yeah. Or two, it's like. When I'm of age, when I'm actually like, when I got my first job and stuff, like then it's like, okay, you should start thinking about these things or don't make me read a book. Tell me about no, it. Just like, give you the basics. Yeah. No. But my parents were good about like telling me savings and this or that, more of that stuff. And then I, I, I got, you know, other types of, instead of just a savings account, the Roth IRA and like all these other things. But I was so young. No. My dad died when I was 14. So it was like, this was all before then. And, you know, I'm just, you know, not taking it all seriously. And most kids know? won't. That's the yeah. thing is like, I learned a lot of things when I was that age, mm -hmm. but you don't understand the application or the importance yeah. because you don't have a real mentor. You have a, a teacher or a parent who just says, oh, do this. Mm -hmm. And you're like, but why? Yeah. You know, you need somebody to really make it resonate with you. And mm -hmm. there is a lot of these things that didn't interest me when I was 15 interest me now. Yeah. Science, math, money, you know, all like business, start, yeah. whatever it is. Making money on my own. Yeah. Then it's like <laughs> For me, I was like, I remember taking classes about finance and compound interest and all the, and I understood like, oh, you put my, but I always was like, I don't have money though. Yeah. What, well, like I'm not, <laughs> when I get a hundred dollars, I'm not going to put it in an investment so I can wait 30 years to do something with it. Yeah. I'm trying to I'm have fun. To the exactly. <laughs> like, and, and so that's what, I, you know, there's just so much of that. Yeah. But it's all age appropriate stuff. Either way, of course, introducing, but then, yeah. yeah, combine all that stuff with the lack of the internet and no real mentorship and no under, and, and times change so much and, and culture change so much and opportunities change so much from like social media, YouTube, Twitch, and like being, you know, gaming is now a mm -hmm. job opportunity. None of that existed when I was playing yeah. video games, but I have that understanding that when my son gets into video games or gets mm -hmm. into music or gets into whatever it is, art. I'm already thinking like, how do you make a business off this? Yeah. Okay, you wanna be famous as this? Let's get you started when you're 13, 14, mm -hmm. 15, in a fun way, no pressure. But so that way, by the time you're 20, you already have a head start. Whereas yeah. I barely started when I was like 25. Mm -hmm. That's when I felt like, now I understand how to talk to girls. Now I understand how, what I wanna do with myself. Now I understand, the importance of money. Now mm -hmm. I understand. And it's like, then it takes 10 years of making mistakes just to get to where I am now, where I'm like, oh, okay, now I got, I, I got things figured out yeah. and I'm still figuring things out. It's, it's not all in place, mm -hmm. but I just think how much wasted time. Cause when I was 15, I was just wasting time, Yeah, you know, and I had no guidance and no anything. And I just felt that I felt like I, I had this feeling all the time of like, life just happens to you. And I just felt like, who am I going to be when I'm 25? I hope I turn out to be something cool mm -hmm. because you think like it's going to happen for you. And what you really need is to think, who do I want to be when I'm 25 and how do I make that happen? Yeah. And I never had that guidance. I just felt like it would naturally happen. And mm -hmm. then you, you years go by and you're like, nobody's going to make this happen for me unless I make it happen. Yeah. Exactly. And I just was so many years behind by the time I realized that, you know? Mm-hmm. So I want to I want to stop that. Yeah. For little Noah, little Noah, whatever you want to do, <laughs> we're gonna help you. We're gonna we're gonna recognize your talents, and we're gonna get you started for sure. And because I have this clout and all this stuff, you know, I think we could make a TikTok account when he's really mm -hmm. when we have the baby. Too, since we're gonna recognize, we're not gonna push him no. into other things. Then if like he doesn't want to do it, we can clearly see like yeah, that's this is not. Yeah. That's what I'm saying with like, so I see it not because I'm into content yeah. and I want to have an audience. And so I'm just going to assume my son will be similarly inclined to want to have a platform, want to have attention, want to be funny or want to have a message mm -hmm. and have an audience because I always kind of felt that way, mm -hmm. but I, there was no opportunities for me that I could get him started at a young age with my opportunities that I have. And then as he grows up, if he decides he doesn't want that, we can steer him out of it. You know, yeah. then he has the option before he hits puberty and people know who he, you, you don't want to make a Justin Bieber where like they thrusted him into a list stardom 
and there's no taking it back now, yeah. you know? And like, does he really want that as an adult? I mean, I'm sure he has lots of benefits, but there's a lot of sacrifices yeah. to that, mm -hmm. you know, to being recognized every time you leave your house, you can never le lead a normal life. Yeah. But I also would want that option, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to try to build up opportunities for Noah mm -hmm. and then recognize if he, if I'm forcing him into it or if he's not liking it and then steer him somewhere else. But there's so many other things that he could be interested in. You yeah. Know? So I'm going to, I'm going to think about that, but I want to at least get him started, you know, young. That's funny. I uh, was kind of thinking that we were going to do like a, no, we don't a do it segment thing. Yeah. So one of the things I wanted no to bring more up new too, clips. Yeah. was, um, I was watching an episode of Grey's Anatomy. Okay. <laughs> she, she's the one girl in America that's never seen Grey's Anatomy. So she's Not been fully through. She's been marathoning 16 seasons. <laughs> I'm on season eight. But anyways, um, there was a mother and her son. Her son had a tumor in his spine that was inoperable and eventually going to kill him. So she had gotten him out of school or something. And for the past year, they've been traveling and the kid doesn't know that he has a tumor. He just knows that he was in there for a really bad headache. And so my kind of question is, he's like, she was like, you know, um, what is the point of telling an 11 year old, I'm pretty sure that's how, how old he was, that he is going to die soon. Like, why am I gonna tell him that if you either, uh, someone operates on him and he dies or some uh, a surgeon can't operate and then he's still gonna die. So it's like, what's the point of telling an 11 year old that you're going to die? We should just live our life and he can just live happily and stuff instead of worrying about that. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about keeping that type of information? Cause he's, he's a, still a kid, but he's old enough. It kind of like, that's like a iffy age there, 11. Yeah. Like he's not like, I don't know. I, I mean, my feeling is. Obviously, that's awful, and mm -hmm. you don't want to be in that situation. Yes. I think, I mean, that's an age where you can understand it. It's going to be scary and whatever, but also you probably intuitively know something's wrong, you know, and I don't know. My whole thing is I don't. He just I thinks that he has headaches. I don't want parents who really lie to me, you know. That's my feeling. I, I got to think, like, how did I feel when I was 11? I don't honestly remember. I mm -hmm. remember, like, 13 and up. Yeah. You know, it's hard to remember what you feel like when you're literally a child. Mm -hmm. um, but I think the best thing to do is just open a conversation about death and about, like, so what do you think happens when you die or what do you feel about death or what do you think? Of, and, and let him kind of fill it up with, you know, whatever. And I, I empathize with we're all going to die, you mm -hmm. know, and let them know, like, it's okay if you die. I mean, I'm going to die too. We're all going to die. And some people die sooner than other, you know, you have to start kind of peppering it in there Yeah. because I feel like it would be, I don't feel like I would be able to keep a full secret, like just lie to them. Oh, you just have headaches. It's fine. Like that feels worse to me. Mm -hmm. It's like just lying to them. I'd rather and her, get him. And her thought, she thinks that she's protecting him. Yeah. And keeping uh, well, him that's how sheltering is. Yeah, yeah. And that's one of the things that I'm very much against. Mm -hmm. You know, you were talking about age appropriateness for different things. And my first thought was like, yeah, but not shelter them. No. Yeah. Uh, prepare them. Yeah. And it's more know? like with death, you know, it's, it's a conversation that should be had or sex. Uh -huh. Is yeah, another all good of one. those things. But it's like, like you're not going to tell a five-year-old like, okay, this is what. No, no. but if a five-year-old asks how are babies born, you could just be like, oh, when you're older, you'll have sex. Yeah. What's sex? Oh, it, you'll understand when you're older. You can exactly. say that. That's age appropriate more yeah. stuff, you know. And but then a lot they get of parents older, then they get a little do bit that. more. No, a I lot know. of parents are like. But that's what I meant by oh, age appropriate yeah, of yeah. just like you don't go and you're just like oh, well, this is how you invest in this or that. And you're just like, then you're just like, yeah. eyes roll into the back of your head like, oh no, my God, no. you know, it's like, oh, but okay. But some well, parents won't even on. say the word sex around a kid because they think it's such a horrible thing or like cuss words. No, like yeah. don't say that. It's like, why don't you just tell them like, okay, that's a word. You're not supposed to say it. And people are going to, you, you can't say it at school. Yeah. You know, why not just teach them that, mm -hmm. you know, or at least ma just make it not taboo. Yeah. Because that's how you build 
up these these big things in your mind where you have shame around sex or around words yeah. or around thoughts or feelings instead of just saying hey this is normal like yeah. when i was a kid i thought this too whatever don't worry you'll understand when you're older because even if you tell a kid what sex is if somebody had told me what sex was when i was eight years old i would be like ew like <laughs> i'm not gonna do that that's not that's like yeah. you're not turned on when you're eight years old. Mm -hmm. I mean, you do get boners, but you don't even know what the fuck they are. You yeah. know, it's like, but I literally, I thought sex was when people took, I had friends who told me what sex was and I was like, no. And it wasn't until the first time I saw porn that I was like, this is fucking real. <laughs> this is really what happens. Yeah. Oh my God. Like I was <laughs> shocked, you know, but I was at an age where. I was hitting puberty mm -hmm. and it was feeling like something and yeah. it was like intense and arousing and all these things. If you had shown me that when I was fucking eight, I, I mean, I don't even know what I would have thought, yeah. but I certainly wasn't going to be like, yes, you know, I don't know. I would have been like, <laughs> ew, gross. Like, just, but if you just say what it is, mm -hmm. let them be like, it's just like how I drank the beer when I was five years old. Oh, the, here you go. Go ahead and try. Oh, that's gross. I'm never going to drink that. It's like, okay, you say that now, but you will when you're older. Mm -hmm. And then you're, you just have that in your head of like, okay, maybe I will. I don't think so, but maybe I will. And then when you get that age, you're like, oh, they were right. They told me. Yeah. Uh, and then you can, <laughs> it builds trust, you know, mm -hmm. and you can believe what they say Yeah. versus just shying away from it no oh, yeah and i like that part too where it's like having them ask more questions about it it's like where are babies from oh you know not the story we're not you know? saying the story you mommy just and say, daddy oh, have sex like, oh what's sex oh it's like kissing but you know it depends on the you can give a little bit of info yeah but, but it's you like don't, and you don't have to give them more than that they ask i want to be like just, hey noah come here i'll show you what it is pornhub.com <laughs> what do you want to see bro Pick your category. Daddy, what are you showing me? You asked. Here's your time to learn. You going to learn today? Let me pull up BBW real fast. It's like, oh, my God, Dad. Give him a whole complex. That's how you do it. That's good parenting. Oh, my gosh. No, I'm not going to do that. But maybe when he's 13, I'll be like, here you go. We took off the parental controls on your iPad. Go have a field day. Just Google it. That's one of the benefits of the internet too. Like when I was going through that age, there was like, this was like late nineties, you know, there, it was AOL.com with mm -hmm. dial up internet. There wasn't a lot of websites and there certainly wasn't a Google. And yeah. it's like, when I start, I remember one of the first things I searched on like Alta Vista was boobs. <laughs> like, oh, what are boobs? I want to see boobs. And it would take 70 seconds to load the nipple <laughs> line by line of pixels you know there was no way to fucking find uh, the shit that's funny but these days but i wanted to know you mm -hmm. know and it's like you're just googling like what are boobs what is yeah. sex what is this that's what our kids they, they they'll have everything at their fingertips when they're of the age we'll just be like here you go just fucking figure it out bro if you got questions but i just no shame no shame <laughs> involved with it it's yeah. okay. It's totally normal for a fucking 12-year-old to want to know what the fuck sex is. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. I don't know when I saw, like, my first penis. I saw, when like, she met me. I saw, like, naked girls. Like, I found my dad's, like, That's why she's a lesbian. and stuff. Yeah. But I don't know about this is, a guy. I think this is my new theory. I just came up with it five seconds ago, so it's not super <laughs> well thought out. But... A lot of girls are open to like being bi and a lesbian. And I just realized it's probably because whenever you found porn as a kid, because girls and guys did it, mm -hmm. it was always of women. Yeah. It's your dad is looking at Playboy, is looking at whatever. So boys are like, ooh, that's hot. Mm -hmm. And girls are like, ooh, that's hot. You're going to get a feeling from it one way or the other. Yeah. And maybe that's why some guys are gay. Maybe their dad was gay and had gay magazines. And they're like, ooh, who knows? I don't know. Next but gay guy you meet, you'll have to ask. Yeah, I'll ask. <laughs> Leave it in the comments below. I'm just saying, I bet that is why like a lot of women are a little turned on by women. I mean, everybody is, but. If you have like an experience. Yeah, stuff, it's like that's one of the first, especially of our that's generation. That's one of the first exposures to like sexuality ever is usually seeing a playboy or yeah. something similar yeah you know mm -hmm. girls and guys yeah 
So like I don't know. It must have been my first boyfriend. No. Because then when I, yeah, saw it. But you weren't traumatized enough to remember? No, <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> just like, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> well, the first one I saw uh, was my own, so. Yeah. Hey, set the bar pretty high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think I ever saw one elsewhere. I don't think so, yeah. yeah. I know, it is, <laughs> it's It's hard to remember. It's hard, get get it? Um, it is hard to think back of like <laughs> how you thought about sex and all these things when you were young because you just, life pushes you into adulthood and then you still have this feeling of like you're the same person, but then you try to remember like, what was my mind? Like when I think about what I was when I was 17, I remember the shit I was doing, but I'm like, why? Why did I think that was cool? Why did I think that was smart? Why did I think that was the way to do things you don't it's like it's totally alien to how i would do things now yeah and then when you go back further 13 years old 10 years old it's like what <laughs> what was i motivated by i don't even know it's weird well guys we made it through our first episode yeah we're an hour in hour and five minutes so uh this is pretty good we made it back it's like did it feel like just yesterday? I mean, a lot of times have passed, but yeah, yeah it does. There's probably so much stories we haven't even told you. I know. So much. So like we're so just, much has happened, we're gonna but have I to, don't even We're gonna have to it'll bring it'll come up in future episodes. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. are sticking to this now, guys. Okay. Yeah. Should we do Aaron it really wants to do every two weeks. Do you think we should do it every week though, or every two weeks? I think we're gonna do every two weeks. It's I think better too, for Aaron. just yeah, because a week goes by so fast, and all of a sudden it's like I do so much during the week right that on. all of a sudden it's turned around. It's like I just want a day off. Okay, <laughs> so we're gonna do every two weeks on this podcast, but I am gonna get to. I mean, I'm already doing every week on my stream. I, I'm starting a new podcast, but it's mostly right now still on the Twitch live stream, which I put clips on YouTube youtube.com slash Nick Foster official and Twitch Nick Foster show. Um, but I'm going to move that more to like a podcast type thing, but I stream several times a week. So there's a lot of content. If you want to come hang out, come follow me on Twitch and on YouTube yeah. and TikTok and all that. By the way, guys, Nick Foster dude on TikTok is my new account. I got banned again, <laughs> 900,000 this time. RIP Nick Foster official. <laughs> What the fuck ever? I don't even fucking care anymore. <laughs> but we'll talk all about this drama on my own stream, my own podcast. No, yes. I, I mean, yeah, that's the goal. But yeah. also I have a lot of work to do. <laughs> um, but we are going to start. We're, we're back. We're going to do this yes. every two weeks. This podcast is about me and Aaron and now me, Aaron and Noah. Mm -hmm. We're going to have a little boy. We're going to we're going to have some quality time talking about relationship stuff weekly stuff there will be some drama and current events and things in here and just mm -hmm. different ideas about different things but this is more what we want this podcast to be so if you want all the drama and all my fucking nonsense come tune in to the nick foster show yes and uh tune in here for nick is actually sweet with his girlfriend <laughs> and tries to be a good father and tells you about the complexities of life psych blah, blah. psych <laughs> bitches be fucking stupid <laughs> uh yeah anyways guys thanks uh, for hanging out everybody yeah love you it's good to be back it to is. me it really feels like just yesterday i'm always in this room doing fucking content so it is what it is <laughs> All right, guys, subscribe to us on uh, on Spotify, on iTunes, and uh, YouTube, of course. Uh, quality Time with Nick and Aaron. Quality mm -hmm. Time podcast on YouTube. Whatever. You're watching this on YouTube. You know what it is. Anything else, Aaron? No, that's it. All right, guys. All right. Bye. See you. <laughs> ba-dum-bum!